This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road schooling mom of four kiddos and the co-founder at Full-Time Families, the resource for your family's full-time RVing needs and so much more. This Sunday night and every Sunday night, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mom of four kiddos on the road. I'm the creator over at Road Trip Teacher, your educational resource for destination-based learning adventures. And we also um, chronicle our crazy travels over at Diary of a Road Mom. We'd love to have you follow us there. Kimberly and I are so excited to come to you from wherever in the world we are, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, um, to join us tonight. And, KT, I am so excited to hear your voice, as always. Likewise, Mary Beth. It has been a long week. The last time we connected, I was in... um, I was on Antelope Island, and I had just come back from swimming in the Great Salt Lake, um, and that was fabulous. But I want to tell you, I am currently, I am in southern Utah, and we are melting. The truck last night, yesterday, registered 113 degrees. That's only six degrees off from Death Valley. <laughs> oh, wow. That's toasty. Is- Hot, hot, hot. And as anyone who's ever lived in an RV full-time knows, these RVs are really not made for extreme weather, and this really does classify as extreme weather. So um, it's been really, really trying. Thank goodness we are parked on a reservoir, and uh, we just go swimming every afternoon when it gets completely unbearable, and, and I notice that we start, like, growling at each other, literally. <laughs> we put on our bathing suits and we go swimming. And that's been a huge blessing. But um, before I ask you where you are, I do want to, before I forget, um, send our thoughts and prayers out to all those survivors in Houston still dealing with Hurricane Harvey. And now Tennessee is dealing with the effects of flooding from Hurricane Harvey. It's been a a hard, hard week for them. I know that. This started last Sunday. And... uh, they're still in the midst of um, of getting uh, getting dug out now. Oof. I know. And, you know, further prayers um, to some of the fires that's going on out in Oregon and California and Montana. I think the hur- you know, Hurricane Harvey has had such an impact on that area down there. It's hard not to just focus on that. But I know that there are some other um, troublesome events going on out in the Pacific Northwest. And um, if all that wasn't enough, it looks like there's a hurricane brewing out in the Atlantic Ocean that just a few hours ago they're now saying is headed towards South Carolina. So scary stuff this weather. Scary, scary stuff. It is. So where in the world are you calling in from? Well, you know, I could never have just a regular story and be like, oh, I'm here or there because you know there's always so much more to my story. But just suffice it to say that uh, I, I've lost the track of days. Somewhere along the line towards the end of last week, um, I got off of my reservations that I'd made for the weekend and that happened because I this is the second time this has happened I shorted out I guess the control panel in one of our big slides in my RV 
And now that I understand how it happened and how to fix it, I'm actually much more educated than even the last time that it happened. Um, and it's actually a good thing, I guess, but I guess there's some kind of, I don't know, mechanism. That's not the right word. Whatever. If something gets wet or gets otherwise messed up in our slides, <laughs> in our Numar, <laughs> apparently it has some kind of safety feature and it just pulls it in, which is a little bit troublesome to me because, you know, I don't always, if we're going to be somewhere, even if we're going to be somewhere short term, sometimes I set things where they wouldn't necessarily go if the slides are coming in, right? Um, and that's exactly what happened this time. We had a little shoe basket, and it got wedged in between the back of the chair that somebody had left down and blah, 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 whatever. It was just a huge mess. <laughs> and so I had to get somebody to help me figure it out, even though my previous experience with this told me what it was. So it just was a matter of figuring it out and getting to the right person to, to explain to me how all everything that needed to be done. So I got that done. But the moral of that story was, it pushed me a day off of where I was going and where I needed to get to. And so, of course, where are we? Labor Day weekend. So I have been struggling all weekend to try to find the right spot. And at one point, we uh, stayed in our favorite pilot truck stop one night, which was fine. But it's kind of hot where we are here in Missouri, although I kind of feel bad. I texted you earlier. I was like, oh, I'm so hot. It's 90-something degrees. <laughs> you know, you're talking about 113. So your hot much more outweighs my hot. But we were feeling kind of hot where we were, and so today I finally just said, you know, the heck with this. We, we I went and found a um, – it was actually in the complete opposite direction than I was going, but I didn't even care. I just needed to get somewhere and get plugged. And I'm in 30 amps, so I don't have all my ACs on, which, again, not complaining because I know there's many more things out there going on that, uh, you know, I could complain about or I don't need to complain about. But just in my own particular situation, I'm like, okay, finally we have 30 amp. That's great. We'll plug in at least one air conditioner and chill out for the night. And tomorrow's a new day. Labor Day weekend will soon be over, and all the reservations will miraculously rain down and be open. So I'm just biding out my time in Missouri until we can get back on the road and finish out these awesome virtual field trips that we're working on for Holly Giles over uh, for the Prairie Life Book Club. So well, that's what fun, we're doing. Fun, fun, fun. Well, you know, yeah. a note about heat. Um, you you could be right. The heat could be much more uncomfortable where you are because uh, heat and humidity, which you have on the East Coast and the area where you are, um, is really miserable. And we are experiencing dry heat. So in the heat of the day at 3, 4 o'clock here when um, it is very, very, very hot, but it's not like soaked through your clothes situation so it is what it is it's the dog days of summer it is i'm looking forward to um indiana illinois ohio michigan weather here in the next 30 days it's going to be fall setting in and um i'm just going to mention i'm mentioning that because after we get done with this prairie life book club field trips we're heading towards indiana to hit um 25 places that we will recommend that you stop um, going through Indiana. I know that's kind of been a topic in several uh, threads recently about being in Indiana and where do you go when you get there. It's kind of one of those states I think that a lot of people cross through, but they maybe don't spend a lot of time in. So we're going to hit our 25 favorite destinations in Indiana and share those with you by uh, the 1st of October. 
That is awesome and great timing because, you know, I've been telling everyone, I got in my inbox a little bit of insider information about the Bloomington Jellystone, which is fabulous and which I've been to and which you live down the street from when you live in Stickers and Brick. And they are running some crazy flash sale, and I don't know exactly all the details. I'll post it on Road School Mom's Facebook group, um, but I do know it's $25 a night which is crazy because I'm spending $28 a night right now to stay in a state park, which is lovely, and I love it here, but I don't have a jumping pillow, and I don't have a laundromat, and I don't have that big giant splash pad that they have there. So for $25 a night, that is a deal. It is a deal, and just a little shout-out to that Bloomington, Indiana area. If that's an area that you may be looking at, there are so many things to do in that area. Um, You're really conveniently located about an hour and a half north of Louisville, about an hour south of Indianapolis. And there's tons of things right to do there in Bloomington. It's, you know, the home of um, Indiana University, so just tons of resources around there. And a great place if you're road schooling, especially. There's all kinds of history around there. So watch our blog and watch uh, for Kimberly's updates on that Jellystone. It's a great place to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. I'm super excited about it. You know, we're kicking off our new fall season. And um, on my inbox, no. Not on my inbox. What am I saying? On my Facebook, I realized that one of my Facebook friends, who I've known for quite a while, Miss Tara Weed, um, posted on Full Time Family's Facebook group, and this is what she said: "Proof that you can unschool on the road for 18 years and launch your gypsy child into college." He got a $25,000 a year merit scholarship and joined the New York National Guard to pay for the rest. Wishing you, our dear Brennan. The best at my alma mater, Wills College. Well, oh, my goodness. There's 63 comments later and a whole bunch of, oh, my goodness, faces on this post. And so I knew right then and there that we needed way more information because aren't you um, – didn't that strike a chord with you, Mary Beth? It did, because, it did because I can tell you that if you just go back a few years, I mean, KT, you mentioned it earlier, and we are beginning season 11, and so we're 140. I don't even know. I think I've lost track. Oof, I can't believe I said that I lost track, but I did. We're close to 150 <laughs> shows in our library. And I can vividly remember talking with you on the air back when I was terrified that my elementary kids were going to middle school and, oh, my gosh, how was I going to handle it? And then a couple of years ago, I was even more traumatized, worrying about, oh, gosh, I've got a high schooler coming up. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, now I'm here. And now this year I can tell you, you know, the college years are daunting for me and thinking about how to pay for it and where they're going to go or if they're going to go or what they're going to do and how we're going to swing it. And so when I seen that post from Tara, it made me, whew, it made me feel better just to read it. Um, and I'm going to mention, I know we're talking to Tara tonight, but I will mention also another full-time family, um, the Williams, Sarah Williams. They um, have been on the road with their um, daughter, also homeschooling for, I, I don't know, I think her whole life actually. Just in the midst of this interview um, that will be included in our Ultimate Road School Guide, the fall issue, in October. But they just dropped their daughter off at the University of Arizona just a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, she has the same kind of a similar, you know, success story. So I know it can be done, Road School Moms, and Katie and I are going to try to help you navigate those waters. Uh, first with this interview with Tara tonight. I'm so excited for that. And uh, this season we're going to spend a couple of more shows talking about the road from, uh, you know, how to navigate the road from road school to college, because I think it's a windy one. 
I know. And I love that uh, Tara put on there that she unschooled too, because that lives a whole nother level of uh, questioning that I'm going to have for her. Uh, we've talked about our um, attitudes towards unschooling and we are supportive of unschooling families, but you and I have both mentioned that for us, it's not a comfortable place for us to be unschoolers. Although sometimes we dip into we dip our toes in the unschool arena, uh, but right. it's just fascinating to me. I can't wait to hear what um, what the admissions um, test was like and what that, that their personnel there had to say about um, that and uh, on and on. So we are just giving her a few more minutes to log in. This is her first time coming on the show, and um, she's never done this I'm before. here, if you can hear oh, me. Oh, you're here. You are here. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, welcome, Tara. So we've done, were your ears burning? We've been talking about you. <laughs> it felt like walking in a room when someone's talking about you. <laughs> oh, good. Wonderful. But it's all good things. It's all good things. Oh, good. It's all good, good things. Good, good. No, it okay. was, um, so this has been quite an education going through this process as a, as an unschooler. So, um, I'd, I'd love to share what I've learned for people to feel comfortable unschooling more than they might do otherwise, or even just going through the, any homeschooler going through this, getting your kid into college if that's what they want kind of thing. It's, um, it was eye opening. And, and I wish I had somebody like me that I could talk to before I did all this. So, you know, really get the heads up because I didn't have that. <laughs> Well, that's perfect that you're on this because we'll be able to reference the show to other people who ask this very same question or have these, you know, considerations rolling around their minds. So take a minute and tell us, uh, introduce yourself to our Road School Moms listeners. How many kids do you have? How long have you been on the road? Give us that information. We have three boys. Uh, they are 10, 15, and 19. And we've been on the road since my 19-year-old was one, so 18 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And we traveled for my husband's work. So it was kind of all built in. You know, we weren't like, oh, I want to, I didn't even think I would homeschool our children when we had, we're not big planners. Like when we got married, I didn't know that we'd have kids and I didn't know we'd ever homeschool them. So it just, things just organically evolved and fell into place. And in, you know, a more emotional, difficult way, the same thing happened for college. So that was interesting. I mean, sometimes you just have to trust your instincts and do do what feels right and things fall into place. I love to hear that because, you know, Kimberly and I talk about that a lot, about, you know, be easy with yourself and it'll all come together. And sometimes when we say it, I get off of the phone after our podcast, I'm like, ooh, I hope we're right. <laughs> and I can tell yeah. you. Yeah, I can tell you, Tara, I'm so happy to have you on the air tonight. I can tell you that back, um, I, my oldest is, uh, you know, 16, and so I'm a few years behind you. But you I start getting nervous, remember, right, when they're yes, 16. Don't you start getting yes, nervous? Yes, yes. And, and I can tell you, but I vividly remember, um, I just remember you when when your now college student was on his way to high school because you were one of the first ones that I remember reading your post and thinking, wow, she's got three boys. You, you know, he's in high school and you had, you know, you were posting your, you know, the pros and the cons and the things that were working and the things that weren't. And I think my yeah. boys had played with your boys on Minecraft and I just, I've so enjoyed watching your posts and you're always so transparent. So I want to say thank you for that because it's really been a blessing 
for those of us that have watched you um, walk ahead of us. And I'm still following, so please keep walking. <laughs> keep walking. <laughs> I think I think all of us, especially moms more than dads, um, do look for leaders, and and it can be like, oh, I'll take a little bit of that. Oh, and I like that. And you kind of craft your own motherhood, and that just, you know, goes right into homeschooling. You're crafting your own education with whatever feels like, whatever approach. I mean, I, I, I homeschooling works for us. I mean, unschooling. But if that doesn't work for you, you've got to find what works for your family and your personality and your kids, you know, certain needs and, and all that. So I'm not like one of those um, militant unschoolers. I don't know if you've met any of them. <laughs> Sure, the militant sure. unschoolers, whatever you do, don't tell your kids what to do. Uh, that's okay. not us. We're, we're, we're relaxed, gentle, not militant or radical. I would not call us radical unschoolers. Well, I love that, and I love that description. And it always re- reminds me, um, the way you said that, something that Kimberly always says, no matter what we're talking about, whether it's the kind of planner you use, the kind of curriculum, like, you know, the best one is the one that works for you. And I think that is such great advice. So thank you for that. Um, but one thing I want to ask you right out of the gate, um, because it's mm-hmm. something that I know for me uh, with my 16-year-old, I keep hearing everybody wants to talk about dual credits, and I feel all this pressure to, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm trying to get into high school, and I can't even negotiate or process college credit yet. And so it's hard, you know, I'm like, is that, do I need to be looking at that in your opinion? Is that something that, you know, how did that work for you, dual credit? Yeah, yeah, that's actually an interesting story with Brennan because he, he, when he was like 12, said he wanted to go to college. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. We ought to be doing stuff to make that happen. And then when he was like 16, he said, I don't want to go to college. I think just because it was getting so close Mm -hmm. and he did enjoy being home so much and our life on the road, I think he was starting to freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I had to decide what to do with that because I feel like deep down he did want to go to college, but he was afraid about leaving home. And he wasn't sharing that. He wasn't opening. The, I was just trusting my instincts again. And I thought, well, if you do maybe want to go to college, here's what we might want to think about because we really hadn't been following any curriculum through high school. He did like one online class. It wasn't even for credit. It was just to like dip his toes in like what a real class might feel like um, at that level. And he he did very well. So you you just get these little markers that you're like, okay, it's all fine. Everything's going fine. Uh, I said, well, you might want to study for the SATs. I mean, if you're thinking you might maybe want to go to college, let's just, it was just one road we could have taken. And he's found um, Khan Academy and started studying for the SATs. And I highly recommend their program if an online learning environment works for your child. Um, it really nailed down everything he needed to learn and do and catch up, like these gaping holes in his math. English, he was surprisingly, like, really um, excelled in it, even though he was a late reader, doesn't like to write. He, like, nailed the English stuff or something that came naturally to him. He taught himself with Khan Academy enough math to score in the upper 90th percentiles on the SATs. And it, I was not involved. It was him and Sal Khan catching up, filling in. Any, and that's another thing I'd like to, you know, get all homeschooling parents 
to relax a little bit because I've seen how quickly you can catch up. If you suddenly decide, I want to go to college, oh, no, I've got all these holes I've got to fill in. They can fill them in pretty darn quickly if they need to, to do what they need to do, if you know what I mean. So, so we started the SAT prep. Yeah. And that was, that an, again, just another signal that, okay, I mean, I'm feeling like you're ready for, you know, college-level work. You know, what are you feeling like? Very conversational. And um, another thing with On the Road is taking advantage of where you are when you're there. And our next job was um, in Austin, and we're Texas residents. So this is where I first was exposed to um, resident stuff and state stuff and what's required and all that. And I thought, wow, we're here in Austin, and we're Texas residents. Like, maybe he should take some college credit classes. So they're called dual credit, but we weren't doing anything else at home. He was just taking two. I thought two was a good number. Again, kind of winging it. How about two classes? Pick two classes at ACC, Austin Community College, um, to take, and that would be cool. Like, maybe you don't want to go to college, and you could just do, like, a couple of classes at home and get an associate. I don't know. You know, we're just figuring it out. And it's just one path that worked for us was just to start. Like, how about this? How about you try your SATs? How about you try a dual credit class? And he did well and felt confident and just kept being open to the next step. Well, let's take a tour of the University of Texas. We're here. We're Texas residents. Let's look at it. And he said, "Yo, oh, yeah, you know, that's not, nothing excited about it. He's like, yeah, that's okay. You know, that's good. Um, and I think for him it was finding where he could picture himself for college. So it was a very different journey for us than most parents go tour eight, nine colleges and visit. We toured University of Texas and Wells College, and that was it. For, for us, it was a very small, intimate thing. And Wells College is where I went, a very small school. And in the back of my mind, I thought, maybe he's going to feel comfortable there because it's small and his grandparents are down the road. And I went there. And he loved it. It, it was, it was a, a click for him. And that's where our, his college journey really took off, that he even rediscovered, yeah, oh, I do, I could see myself in college. I want to pursue this. Oh, I love that story. I love how authentic it is to how you opened the um, discussion, you know, by trusting your gut, because there is a lot of gut trusting in that story. And I love, yeah. this is something Mary Beth and I talk about every single show. I love your expectations in that, that it, that come through in that story. You, you didn't like put all this weight on him or yourself. You didn't like hype yourself up. You just, understood by trusting your gut that this was something that he actually probably wanted to do. And if you could yeah. like build a little bit of a bridge, then he'd build the rest and walk across it. And I, I just love that. I wish, I wish I could bottle up your courage and <laughs> doubt new moms with it because it's so, um, it's so important that they have that. And so let's talk a little bit about how you started, why did unschooling resonate with you in the first place? Really early on, so I think Brennan was, you know, five or six, where you start feeling like, well, we should probably be doing something. Like, we should be doing something. My mother-in-law met somebody on an airplane who told her about unschooling and John Holt and told her to get this book. So she bought the book. 
I think it was either How Children Learn or I, I think it was How Children Learn. And that that's how I started unschooling because my mother-in-law heard about – she didn't even know what unschooling was either, but she said, somebody told me this was good. You should check it out. Um, and that's been really good. That was a good beginning just to open my eyes to just a different approach to home learning that I didn't know existed. So that's how it started. How, how, tell me, because I know, and Katie and I talked about this a little before you came on, that her and I have both kind of dipped our toes a little bit on the unschooling side. We're definitely, I could definitely not class myself as an unschooler. As a matter of fact, it seems harder to me, um, and that's probably just because of my perception. Um, but how, how do you, how did you build your confidence? along that path because I just when I look at it I just think about how you never know if it's enough and that's I mean I already feel that way and I try to follow a more traditional homeschool so how do you build that confidence hmm and you don't get a lot of feedback either when you're homeschooling in general and if you're not doing tests and grades that there is a sense of the unknown um I, I guess it's just in, in demonstrations, just in small ways in demonstrations. Like people would say, oh, you know, your kids are very well-spoken. I'd be like, really? Okay, sure, thanks, great. Um, so, th- And then you're like, all right, well, whatever we're doing is working. You know, we're going to keep doing it. And for us, it wasn't, um, you know, a free-for-all. Whatever you're going to do is fine. I'm not going to give any input here. We still parent and give our input, but we've definitely found that, in our family, our kids are very receptive to our suggestions, which is actually a, a responsibility. I have to be careful about what I say, like my opinions, because I feel like they take them to heart so much. So I try to, like, rein it in a little bit because I am very opinionated and I I can be very critical. So I'm like, okay, I, I won't even tell them if I like this song or don't like this song because they seem to just follow along. Like, if, oh, mom says it's good. It must be good. And I'm like, okay, I want them to have their own opinions. Um, so trusting that, that and seeing them interact with other kids and their peers um, and hearing them, you know, come up with really intelligent things to say or commentary on a documentary we just watched. I mean, it just comes in different ways rather than a, a grade and reading level. Like, I have no idea what my kids' reading levels are. I have no idea. I just know they like to read. <laughs> that is does that help? Awesome. Does, that, does that help? <laughs> yes. yes, it does help. It does. So, okay, here's a big daunting thing. Uh, it's very specific. Record-keeping transcripts. So you unschooled for all these years, and then all of a sudden, I'm guessing college wanted transcripts. Tell me how that oh, works. Yeah. Well, so I first had to make a transcript to for him to take the dual credit classes at community college. So it was like a practice run. And I did a little research. You know, luckily Google, like, knows everything. Um, I did a little research and thought, okay, well, these are the basics. I will just – I don't feel comfortable giving him grades because we didn't actually, like, study English. But, you know, that's a basic one. So I put, like, freshman English, sophomore English – and I felt comfortable enough doing pass-fail for his just, just to get him into community college and then filled in some other things, like stuff he'd studied on Khan Academy, uh, history he studied on his own. Like I made up classes from stuff he had studied on his own and gave him passes rather than fails. And I felt they took it. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to take this. They're like, yep, they just checked the box. Oh, there's a 
transcripts. So now all of a sudden he's in community college. He passed their entrance exam. That was, you got to do that. I, I get, I'm assuming most community colleges have some sort of, he said, easier than the SATs entrance exam to make sure you're ready to take college level classes. So it really was a step-by-step process. Make up this transcript, which I did. Very basic, like four classes, English, math, some sort of science and history. Like that's all I did, freshman, sophomore, junior year. Now for applying to Wells College, I got more formal. I, I gave them grades. And for this was just for me, I felt comfortable giving him grades based on grades he had earned at ACC, so we got like A in his college English, so I'm like, great, and you did so well in your SATs, you got A's on freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, high school, I gave him A's because of how well he did in other things, so that's how I made up his transcript, and I thought it was interesting that they didn't care, you know, you read these things, they're supposed to have four years of lab science, well, I knew we didn't have any, we'd never done lab science at all. So when he did his ACC classes, I kind of nudged him towards, you know, if you are going to college, you may want to get a college credit lab science in there because I don't have anything. I don't have anything substantial to put on your transcript. And they took it. One lab science at college level, which he got an A in it. I think it was astronomy. Um, they were fine. They didn't care that he didn't have high school science lab at all. I had none of that on his transcript. So I thought that was interesting, that you can get around the, what you think of the requirements in different ways. So what but I'm I did hearing make you a formal transcript is, form. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing you say is then basically, again, as with anything else that we've talked about here, is, you know, it's kind of specific to your kiddo. And if you're looking yes. towards whatever specific college or whatever, then that's kind of where you have to drive as far as a transcript and and record keeping. So that's interesting. Well, and so I, let me, think, I think that's the easiest way. If, if you find a college they want to go to, see what their requirements are and try to channel your, you know, your kids' transcripts and experiences to that. That makes, that makes too much sense, actually. We may have to have you come on once a month here for a while and keep us going, Tara. So <laughs> let me ask you, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Um, so in terms of this dual credit and when he took, like when he went to con to try to fill in those gaps and then proceeded with the SAT and these college courses, um, that you mm-hmm. claimed as dual credit, what, like what age-ish was that? Was that around 16 then? No, no, no. We were just so relaxed with, you know, his time frame. It was 18. No, it was 17. Maybe it was 17, just turned. I think it was 17 when he started his classes and 18 when he wrapped him up. He earned like 24 college credits because then we left Austin and then we switched to online classes, which he didn't enjoy as much, but he could do the work. He, it was, it, the whole journey was really um, interesting in terms of him learning how he liked to learn best in a for a more formal class and of course we were doing it much later than everybody else um he actually really enjoys learning with his peers so an online class isn't his ideal he can do it and get good grades but um that that was interesting for him to learn about himself as well that he enjoyed having kids around him working together do he loved his like science lab partners and so it, it, it's all been um 
eye-opening, a real eye-opening journey. And then for him to say, I want to go to this college so much, I'm willing to join the National Guard to get enough money to go to this college. I'm like, well, you must really want to go. So glad that worked out. <laughs> well, that's okay. Okay. That... So go ahead. Yeah. So so you, he got a merit scholarship for 25000 and then he yeah. joined the National Guard, too. How did you guys uh, field all those opportunities? Was that difficult, or was it just an application? Do you think that it weighed um, one way for you that he was unschooled and that he had lived this unusual life, or do you think that weighed against you? What are your thoughts for, on that? For the, for the military part or the, for the both. college part? Okay, so I think it was an advantage for him to have a unique experience going into his college application. I think that was really interesting. And the process of um, trying to take his very multi-varied experiences on the road and turning it into something that wasn't just like a brag sheet, that, that was tough for me. I was like, okay, I'm your counselor. I'm filling out what normally a high school counselor would say, yes, they took this. This is what kind of student they are. We didn't use the common application, which is not a bad thing to go look at before your kid applies to college and kind of start thinking about these things a few years ahead of time. If you're, you know, a planner like that, we we definitely aren't planners, so we were winging it. Um, But to, to write essays where I could take his experiences and make something that I thought the college would say, oh, that's really interesting, because the question might be, you know, what else do you do outside of school? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what? how do I answer that? Because everything is outside of school that he does. So I really had to – I wanted to pinpoint and hit, like, certain things, like his volunteer work, um, his musical interests. Just to, but not everything. Like you, you're probably better off not trying to hit every little wonderful thing your child has done, but focus on the things you think are most important and make a long-term um, essay about what they did. Like, oh, here's where the volunteer work started out, and this helped them, you know, to, as a thread to pull through their experiences. It seems like they're wanting more long-term um, interest rather than, I did everything. They don't want everything on the applications. That's my sense by the way the words were, the questions on the application were written. They want to see a long-term commitment to certain ideas, whatever that is, but that you, you know, you did stuff, you progressed, and you stuck with band or volunteer work or writing music or, you know, whatever that they want to see that continuity. So I had to, that was interest. That was a, a, an exercise in narrowing it down and focusing what I thought um, the school would find valuable for him as a student going there. It's a marketing thing, really. When you're trying to get him in, it's marketing and PR. You're trying to, you know, craft this in such a way that it, that it, you're showing them this student is worth your time, accept them into the school, and they'll be a valuable asset to your campus. That's that's what it boiled down to for the for the college part. The military part was much more straightforward, not not as creative at all. <laughs> but I did have to do a trans. I did have to um, do a transcript for them. And since we were Texas residents, but New York State has some extra requirement for homeschoolers, I had to uh, 
sign something saying uh, he's not a New York State resident, therefore he's not, he doesn't have to, you know, do those rules for New It's the first time I've ever come across a different state's homeschool laws and, and freaked out a little bit. I was like, whoa, wait, what? But it all worked out. I just had to sign a waiver. It seems as a simple answer. <laughs> that is awesome. And the military was fine. They were like, oh, okay. Okay, so he never took, like, a, a test to prove he graduated from high school. And I said, no, Texas doesn't require that. And they just, you know, that's the weirdest thing because you only know your own experience that that's the normal. If you homeschool in New York State, you take some sort of final graduation test. So I got out of that. That was good. <laughs> it's nice to know that you I can. You can jump, you know, you can skip the, the rigmarole and red tape. You know, as long as you keep asking the right questions and moving forward. I think we're going to have to have a 1-800 helpline, and you're going to have to navigate it. I'm just telling you right now, you're bringing all kinds of great things to light. So tell me this. I read um, somewhere, because I've been on this, unbeknownst to KT when she came up with the show idea this week, I've been really stressing about this for almost a month, just thinking it because I sat down with Mike Tyler and we talked about the class he was going to do this year and what direction we were taking. And um, just shortly, I will tell you that it's interesting to me because up until he was probably 14, he was going to Indiana University and he knew what exactly he was doing. And now I guess when you wake up and you're 16, your whole life goes out the window because of course now he doesn't know if he wants to go to college. Okay, fine. I'm still driving on the college road (laughs) because I think we should. So I've been reading up, and I've gotten a couple of books, and one thing that um, keeps shining through the things that I've read, because I'm a statistics person, so I want to see numbers and how does how things yeah. measure up. I keep reading that homeschoolers take a little bit longer to adjust to social norms in college, and I'm like, oh, there it is. You know, that's what everybody always worries about. Um, and then I started thinking, you know, I think that's okay if it takes you a little bit longer to make your friends when you're in college, because then maybe you'll make the right ones. Do you see it that way? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you see it that way? Well, I'm going to, I can only tell you my experience with Brennan when he went off to basic training, which I cannot think of anything more different than his upbringing than military basic training. Like I cannot think of anything more extremely different. Uh, and I'm getting his letters that are saying, um, it's clear a lot of the kids here uh, have never been forced to make new friends because he found it very easy to connect and make new friends with his bunk mates and his platoon and felt very connected to them. And that has carried over to college as well. Like he's found it very, I don't know if it's the traveling part. We're always making new friends. So I, that hasn't been our experience. I mean, he may be, his behavior might be odd, you know, maybe fringe kind of thing and geekier than some of the other kids, but he's found kids like him that he's really happy to be hanging out with, and he's only been there a few weeks. Uh, well, you know, I definitely would say, you know, it's so ironic, right, because the thing you hear all the time when you tell people you're going to homeschool and or road the social, right, children, social, social, is social. the socialization, exactly. Yeah. So, so from his observation, <laughs> he found the traditionally schooled kids had a harder time because, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. They're with the, their friends are built into their schooling. 
they're right there. It's all easy peasy peasy. And they maybe had the same friends since kindergarten or new ones, but they were still like right there in their classroom. You have to make more of an effort, especially when you're on the road and homeschooling to make those connections. And he found it easy and saw that other kids really had a hard time with it. And he's not. So I don't, and then that could just be him, but he's not like he's not extremely outgoing. He's perfectly kind and personable, and I wouldn't say he's gifted or genius. I just think he's kept his curiosity and therefore can learn stuff easily. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's very interesting, and I'm sure my other two kids will be completely different. But the, this is the experience I'm dealing with right now. Is so far it's been it's been pretty. Easy. Oh, and he said basic training. Like, who knew? Who knew this? Basic training gave him three hundred percent more confidence for going off to college. Like, okay, what? I couldn't have planned that one. I could not have planned that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you mentioned the other two boys. Tell me, are you going to do anything different? Are you going to do exactly what you've done before? Are they interested in college? What, like, what's the deal now? Is it? Is there a lot more room in your RV? There's a lot more room. No, it's we miss them, but there's a lot more room in the RV. The boys have spread out, that's for sure. Um, so my 15-year-old, uh, just he's so different than his his older brother. He needs to create. He composes. He does art. Like Brennan doesn't create much. He does research. He likes to have uh, deep debates and discussions, but he's not interested so much in creating stuff. This second child is a creator he's he's got art he's got music and i'm not sure where that's going to go he's saying i don't know about college um but i'd like to think if he wanted college there was a good fit for him too so i don't we're, i'm i'm still listening to that one right right now i'm going to have him read the teenage liberation handbook have you guys heard of that no, no. It's a good one, especially if you have tweens or teens and whatever whatever homeschooling approach you use, it's a really good one. Um, the Teenage Liberation Handbook, and then the other book she wrote, which I really recommend, is um, Guerrilla Learning, like Guerrilla Warfare, not the animal. Guerrilla Learning, I, it's like how to get a real education with or without school, and it's the First homeschooling book I've ever read that also embraces traditional school if that's in your if that's what you're doing and how to still you know get a great education in school or out school I, I loved it it's the first book I've read that does both that you know addresses bro it's more about an attitude and an approach to learning that you instill in your children and allow them to pursue their interests even in school. Like maybe they don't have to read that book and then they read the one they want. It's very good. So Guerrilla Learning and the Teenage Liberation Handbook. And the Teenage Liberation Handbook is actually written for teenagers who are thinking about like a lot of teenagers want to drop out of high school and like do their own thing. It's specifically written for that, but I think it's really perfect for homeschooling and unschooling teenagers. And she talks about college and alternatives to college. It's a, it's a good one. I recommend both of those. Well, I can tell you the reason it's so quiet is because KT's already Googling the, both of those. 
And I'm writing them down feverishly. I'm writing them down feverishly so I can put them in our show notes. I'm sending them to you in email. I've got the links ready to go. I'm like, okay, so Tara has to host a Road School Mom book club. Okay, that's how we link her into this, get her sucked in. (laughs) I I already felt it coming. I already felt it coming. (laughs) She knows me so well. I'm all over it. Okay, so I've got the three books. I'm sending it to you in email, Mary Beth. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. Did you have any other questions, Mary Beth? No, I just have to tell you. I just want to say one more time, thank you so, so much, Tara, for coming on tonight. You have been a breath of fresh air in this crazy waters that I've been navigating in my head mostly. So thank you so much. Yeah, I look you gotta forward, get, I'm sure. You've got to get out of your head. You can visit yes. like Wary Land, but then you got to get out of it. <laughs> I love visit, that. I visit Wary Land. <laughs> I love it. So, Don't okay. live there. Come on. Don't live in yeah. Wearyland. Don't <laughs> live in Wearyland. Fortune cookie. Ad- oh, is that it? What is your fortune cookie advice? And that might be it for a new road school mom who is just completely freaked out that it's September and she hasn't done a darn thing yet. <laughs> and what are we going to do now? I, I I'm going to stick with the Wearyland because I've seen how it, even if they they do decide that's college, they want to go to college, but they haven't studied any math. I have seen how a kid can catch up in a year everything they supposedly should have been learning all through high school. I've seen the proof of it. They can do it. It can happen. So why, like, why stress out about it? Even if you had to get them a tutor, right? Worst case scenario, oh, have to get my kid a private tutor in math. That's worthwhile, all the years of fun that you didn't do math. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Or whatever. Or whatever it is. If you go to the worst case scenario and you're like, that's not so bad. A math tutor? That's not so bad. Okay. I just need to know where you're at, Tara, because I'm going to turn my RV, whatever, wherever you're at, I'm coming there. I'm coming there. That's it. You're coming to Ohio? Oh, my gosh. Stop it. I'm only in Missouri, and I'm coming towards Indiana. So you may wake up, sister, and find me next door to you. Excellent. Excellent. We love that. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I have had the uh, pleasure of having just a brief encounter with the Weed family. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm being completely serious. It was life changing. Uh, There's not a day that goes by that I really, when my kids pick up Legos, that I don't think about Brennan's Lego soda dispensing machine. (laughs) I remember sitting there and like pulling my mouth up off the floor of your RV. That's so abusive. So, so uh, like, so that's pleased. a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so pleased that you've been part of our journey, and I'm sad that you haven't been more of our physical journey yet, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, give me one more time. What was that teen handbook again? Because I've got, like, 52 teen handbooks coming up. But, the uh, Teenage me. Liberation Handbook. Okay. I got it now. Okay, good news. So we're going to have all these links in the uh, show notes, and I'm sure we'll be hearing more from the wonderful Weed family. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. having me. Good night. Bye. Good night. Oh, my gosh. If that is not exactly what I needed for the first that's week of sure. September, I can't that's even tell sure. you. Yeah, that's for sure. Like major. You know what? When you said that, when we talked about what we were going to do about this first show, and you come off with that, I was like, man, you're in my head. You're always in my head, and you don't even know it. I've been stressing about 
Tyler specifically, and Tanner a little bit, because, you know, he's not he's just not too far behind him, just like your boys. And I totally needed that. Totally, totally. And you know what else? My boys needed it, too, because Tyler even last week we talked about um, – you know, you know, it's September and it's like this internal alarm clock going off and, and it's like I feel this overwhelming suffocation and, and he's feeling it too. I can tell, you know, he's like, I'm just, you know, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. And, um, you know, I, I guess the, the moral of that is, and she said it, stay out of worry land. If you live in worry land, you're probably going to drag your kid to worry land too. And that's not good. <laughs> stay out of worry land. I love that. I'm making a graphic for that tomorrow, by the way. Yes, please do. Please do that. I need that to be my screensaver. But I don't, I don't ascribe to worrying all that much. I like to keep myself out of worrying land. But I will tell you, I have walked the past worry land thinking about what it means for their education. And, you know, it is unsettling. There's so much pressure. You go home and you talk to the grandparents and they're all like quizzing your kids on algebra or like the fifth president of the United States and your kids sitting there like, a deer in the headlight, and you're just like, just stop it. Just stop it right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just hit the nail on the head. And, I, I mean, honestly, I don't want to sit here and just drag all that out because I know we all face it in different capacities or whatever, and whether it's a grandparent or a spouse or a friend or a mentor or whatever, I mean, it's just human nature. I don't care what you're doing. You always, I think, you know, and we've done a show on it called You Are Enough, and it wasn't even about homeschooling, really, but – you know, I just think that it's so easy to become engulfed or in, in just in all of that. And you lose your way. You lose your way so quickly because you can't, you just, you lose your focus. You lose your focus and, you know, you lose your vision. And it's just important to know, it's important to be confident. And I'm telling you, the expectation thing is the root of a lot of it. And I'm glad that we keep harping on it because I think that it's part of it, you know. And um, and the other thing that I really, I have really, uh, what do I want to say? Hmm. You talked whenever we had that record-keeping show back two months ago. You know, the planner that works for you is the one that works best. And that was, you know, you popped off with that that night. But then you said it again another time about curriculum. And I have really taken note of that because it's really the truth, KT. No matter what we're talking about, you know, whether you are, we're talking about your menu for the week and how you cook in your RV or whether you're talking about your curriculum and what you use for your homeschoolers um, every day, you know what? We can sit here every single week, Road School Moms, and tell you what we do. But it doesn't mean anything if you don't know what works best for your family. And I think that is what, at the end of the day, that's what you have to know and that's what you have to be confident in. Absolutely. And I do want to mention one more thing. Um, this, since this is a uh, Road School Moms ministry, we're a ministry show, the thief, he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And you know what? He'll use homeschool and your confidence or lack thereof in it to, to accomplish that. Nothing is off limits for what devil will do. And the road school is exactly, you know, that's the kind of lack of confidence he wants you to have because otherwise, like you said, like she said, uh, you're out having a good time. <laughs> and so yeah. here you are, you know, living the most blessed life available, and we're sitting in 350 square feet and fretting about algebra? I don't think so. I don't think that's what we are here for. I think, uh, like she said, if it comes to the worst-case scenario and you need to get your child a tutor because college is really on their radar, then so be it. 
in the meantime, go out and explore this amazing creation that God's given us and learn, you know, one of the, the biggest things, Mary Beth, that we have as road schoolers and homeschoolers is this opportunity to raise children that that love each other, that love their families, that love their parents, that learn to respect and honor their parents. The rest of the world, it's, it's so busy. There's no time for that. There's no time that soccer is more important and uh, ballet is more important and everything is more important than teaching your child how to be, how to have a godly character. And we have the opportunity to do it. So let's not squander it by worrying about these silly things. Amen, sister. I couldn't have said it any better than that. Um, I love how you said that. And on that note, I think we should talk about, uh, you know, season 11 is going to be about, you know, I feel like we're kind of winging it this season. We don't have a real focus for every single show. Um, but I think that we are going to bring shows to you, Road School Moms, that's going to help you do that very thing that Casey just talked about. Um, and I know that we, uh, when, it, when we're talking about the college shows in particular, I know that I've talked to uh, Cheryl Bastain, who's going to come on in late October and give us some um, college-bound uh, homeschoolers' advice. I know that um, I've put out a couple of calls. Oh, my gosh, I, I love that Tara's son, you know, took the responsibility to, you know, um, take the responsibility of paying for college himself. If that's not something that you've looked at, oh, my goodness, the sticker shock from college, uh, that'll that's enough to set you back. Um, so we're looking at those shows for this um, this season, too. So... Watch our calendar. We will be putting those uh, those next 11 shows out there on the calendar over at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network over the next week. Yeah, I love that. Um, and we do have another uh, show about college with uh, Jay Forty. Uh, is college right for your road schooler? So that would be a good thing to uh, check out over there at roadschoolmoms.com. We can put the links in the show notes. Uh, I want to give you a couple updates from full-time families. As you know, we just wrapped up the Bend um, Hangout, and we are – slowly making our way to Albuquerque for the balloon fiesta, which I'm super stoked about. And I want to let you know that we have, um, we are working on the details and it's going to take an enormous amount of logistical help to actually get this off the ground. But what we are trying to accomplish is a Thanksgiving back celebration for FTF. Uh, we're looking for a location um, in around the Houston area where we could do a week-long relief effort side-by-side with other FTFs during Thanksgiving week and host a big Thanksgiving uh, Day meal for uh, all those people participating in this event. So that's going to be on the calendar soon. Look for that. Um, We just published two new things this week, a new video. It's very long coming. It's called The Greatest Hits, and it's uh, just a minute worth of the bubble soccer that Jellystone um, sponsored for us at the 7th Annual Family Reunion. We are really looking for just the right place for the family reunion this winter, but we've come up empty so far. We've got a couple more calls out this week, so um, that's, uh, we'll be announcing that as soon as possible. The FTF Canadian Rally kicks off next week, so look for information about that. And then... Um, we also published a recap from the Bend Hangout. So you can find all those things at fulltimefamilies.com. And uh, if you're not already on our mailing list, go ahead and get yourself on our mailing list. So whenever we announce new details about those events we just talked about, you'll be the first to know. What's going on at Roadshow Teacher? 
I love that. Well, as you know, we have made two paths through the St. Louis area over the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm going to give them a shout-out again. Cahokia RV Park over in Cahokia, Illinois, east side of St. Louis. Great park um, for short-term, even long-term. If you're going to be there a week or so, week or two, still great for that um, for that kind of a stay. They have um, they give have given me the time that I needed to finish our Missouri um, study guide as well as our ABC guide um, to the St. Louis area. So we're excited to be putting the finishing touches on two different guides um, for for Missouri. So if you're coming through the crossroads. Um, of America right here um, around this arch area and all of that, then be sure to check out our learning shop over at Road Trip Teacher because those will be available in the very near future. And uh, the YouTube video is coming as soon as my road schoolers get the final edits done on our camp uh, on our campground review for that park after we left there this week. So that's what we've been working on. And I have to uh, mention the Prairie Life Book Club. Katie, I know I've harped on you about it for the past couple of weeks, but it's what we are doing, uh, working with Holly Giles on that Prairie Life Book Club. It kicks off mid-September. It is a 12-week comprehensive course uh, that follows the Little House in the Big Woods. And you might think, oh, gosh, I don't, you know, I don't have a little girl that will follow that. Well, I can tell you that you don't have to have girls. It's something the whole family can follow. Holly has done an awesome job of putting um, activities in that book club for older kids, um, boys as well as girls. And the part that I love the most about the book club is the ending because she is planning a gold rush party in or in December in Florida. So if you're wintering there um, and are part of that book club, it would be a really great way to end kind of your road school semester, so to speak, and you know that book club and it's going to be a really fun event. So if you want more information for that, check the show notes, email me at info at roadtripteacher.com, throw uh, fireworks in the air or something. Let me know that you need information and I'll be glad to send it your way. I am so looking forward to that, and I want to tell you, I want to share a Road School Mom success with all our listeners. If you've been tuning in for all these seasons, then you know that we had a struggling reader in our rig, and I want to tell you that they told me it would click. They told me it would click. They told me it would click, but that did not help. It, when I was in the throes of the situation and it wasn't clicking. But this week, this last week, it has clicked. And Antonia has been able to read words that she's never seen before. And I can actually see the click. I can see it, Mary Beth. It's amazing. Awesome. It is amazing. Awesome. All you think you know about teaching some someone to read, you don't know anything. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you do because you have a degree in that. But I have been trying to teach her to read in every format available. Anything that any mom has ever told me worked for their kiddo, we have exhausted here. And to no avail until this week when all of a sudden the light bulb went off. It just, everything just changed this week. And I'm so excited because I so wanted her to be part of this book club. Uh, but I wanted her to be able to read some of it on her own, which this is going to be a huge, huge stretch for her. She's reading, um, you know, a lot of Cat in the Hat and stuff. So this is going to be big for her, but I so wanted her to be a part of it. So I'm really excited. I'm very excited to hear that, and I knew that she had it uh, in her. It was just, uh, you know, it was just her putting all the pieces together. And Stephanie Simpson, we done that book on raising um, raising readers here back a couple months ago. I'll put that in, um, in the show notes tonight. And she is so right. Um, she gives such encouraging words, but she's so right. You know, everybody the way that our culture is and the way the kindergarten is set up now, and even if you're in a homeschool situation, 
you feel that pressure when they're five or six years old. If they're not reading fluently, you're, you know, you think there's something wrong with you. And Stephanie said it um, in that interview that we done with her a couple months ago. You know, sometimes they're sometimes they're nine or ten before they get it. And you know what? That's okay. That is okay. And so I'm so happy to hear that Tonya is on the reading path, and I'm excited that we'll be able to share that book club journey together. Me too. Really, me too. Okay, so um, like I mentioned earlier, Root School Moms is a ministry that Mary Beth and I devote lots and lots of time to. And one of the other aspects we have is a prayer hotline for you. So please go ahead and tell us how we can pray for you. Um, today being National Day of Prayer for Texas, I know that um, we have been praying for Texas. In fact, I'm going to pray for Texas right now. You want to join me, Mary Beth? I do. You take the lead. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this glorious time that we are able to spend with our listeners and um, Root School Moms like Tara Weed who come at the right time, Lord, with the right message for those of us who need to hear it. Like Mary Beth said, a breath of fresh air. Lord, we pray a special blessing on the people who are surviving through this terrific Texas floods and the Tennessee floods now. Lord, we pray that those uh, willing hands will be, be able to come alongside all these people to help them rebuild and that um, through this volunteer effort, you will be glorified. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You do such a wonderful job with that, Katie. Thank you for bringing that to our Road School Moms community. I think that that sounds like that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Road School Moms, for joining us this week. We will be here same time, same place, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, next Sunday night, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Please join us, mark your calendars, and until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.